Hello, and welcome to the Healthier Home Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Peterson. This podcast is for everyone who would like to create a healthier, happier home for themselves as well as their families. Each week, I will be joined by health and home experts who will share their tips and tricks with us on how to create a healthier home. Don't worry about taking notes as everything that is linkable from today's podcast, as well as past podcasts, can be found on the Healthier Home Podcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Episode 9 of the Healthier Home Podcast. I am super excited to be back with you guys today. I missed you all last week. Um, we were in the midst of crazy renovation in the backyard and just uh, was over my head in crazy dirt and plants. So glad to be back this week and really excited to connect with all of you. I hope that your family and you are staying healthy and safe um, and that you're getting a little bit more normalcy each and every day. I know that we are, and that just is so wonderful. And the weather definitely has helped. Hopefully also you're having some nice warm weather. Today we continue on our journey of spring cleaning. Yes, it is, I think, still spring. Um, We still have a little bit. We have this episode and one more that we're going to be talking about spring. And then hopefully I have to figure out how this is all going to work because if you've noticed, all of our episodes have been pre-recorded, this one including, and the next one. And then we will be doing more live recordings. And I think I'm going to be even trying to do some over the phone. I don't know. We'll see what COVID-19 requires me to do. But I'm sure it'll all work out. On today's episode, Kelly Rice is back. And we are going to have some fun, you guys, because we're going to talk about the kitchen and spring cleaning all the kitchen stuff. And if you're like me, you've spent a lot of time in the kitchen during this whole coronavirus. So let's take some time. Let's look at our kitchen and let's think about what products we're using, how safe are they, how healthy are they, and let's take some time to purge the things that we're not using. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. So let's go ahead and get started. Hey, Kelly, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You guys, I am so excited for today's topic. We are going to be talking about spring cleaning the kitchen because we're talking with the functional nutritionist, guys. So we're going to get all kinds of great tips and tricks and having a healthier, cleaner kitchen and what you're eating. So let's dive on in and let's first talk about when we clean out our kitchen, how do we, and these are the things that I am just passionate about and I know you are as well, but, you know, we don't think about these things sometimes, but, you know, what we're using or the tools we're using or the the oils or different things that we're cooking with or how we're storing food, that really plays a part in our nutrition and our health and things like that. So let's first talk about cooking, what we're using to cook with and how important that is. Yes, I am so passionate about this (laughs) and I could talk about this all day, so I will try to keep it. We'll try to not geek out. Main thing, when you're heating anything on the stove, guys, please, 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 please only use stainless steel or cast iron. You don't want to use any Teflon, anything that's like cheap and from Target, and you're like, I don't know, it looks kind of good. Because that, when it's heated, it leaches toxins into your food, which you then eat, and then they get accumulated in your body. Right, exactly. Now, yeah, I'm a big glass glass, stainless steel, or cast iron kind of person. And I just, you know, and I know that you lose some of your food. And my sister always says, like, when I cook eggs, she's like, well, half the egg is still in the pan. but Well, not if you use enough oil. This is right, right? You just need to pour more oil. And you know how we both like fat. Yep, yep. Just bring it on. Add that fat. 
Do you ever use duck fat, by the way, or any of those? Uh, I've bought them. I've actually never used them. So, like, Epic Fats has a bunch of different fats, Do and they? I recommend them to other people. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, just I curious. just I, I, I bought the stupid duck fat, which, by the way, is not cheap. It's like, I don't even know how much a bottle. And I think I've used it one time, and then somehow, I don't know if it was me or we could put John under the bus. Maybe it was him. <laughs> But the duck fat went into the pantry, and it needs to be refrigerated. It's not like oh, other oils. No. And so, yeah, it had to be thrown out. So there goes, like, 12 bucks, yeah. like, for one tablespoon of use. That was really <laughs> quite stupid. Anyways, I, sorry, tangent, but I was thinking about duck fat. There's all these other kinds of fats you can find at, like, Whole Foods. Oh, and, yeah. You know, any lard that's from an animal. But, but we digress. So it's really important, the pans. And, you know, I talk about this all the time with just cleaning, and I'll go into – people's um, houses and I've done oven cleaning challenges and different things like that and some it's crazy there's even ovens with Teflon in them and it's just it's nuts and people do not realize what they're putting in their in their environment and with Teflon when you heat that up I mean canaries and I mean there's all kinds of studies of you know how toxic that is so it's really not something you want to be cooking with so that's a great idea just more fat and um yeah, and it, and I think I just I love cooking with stainless steel. I have I've had my pans now for we got them when we were married and we're moving on 15 years wow. and they're still the same pans. And they weren't they weren't super crazy expensive, but they're great pans, so. Yeah, I think investing in good pans is one of the best things you can do. I used to use green pans a lot, yeah. which you get for like $50 or less yeah. at Target, but they would chip in that ceramic so right. often. Yeah. And so I would just be throwing them away every six right. months and having to buy new ones. And then when I got married about a year and a half ago, we invested in some really nice pans. Yeah. And I foresee giving them to my children. Yeah. They are used every single day. They Nothing sticks to them because we put about a tablespoon of right. you know okay. coconut oil yeah. or avocado oil down there and those yeah. are awesome no that's great so like with these ceramic and green pans and things like that they're the same thing if they chip or they scratch you have to toss them correct because they also have the same kind of issues once they have that seal taken off i believe so yeah yep. as soon as they chip or scratch which can happen especially if you're using metal or stainless right, exactly. steel spatulas or yeah. utensils let's on talk them. about utensils now that we've just mentioned utensils what a great transition kelly you're so smart that's why i hang out with you yeah. <laughs> this is another thing i'm really passionate about yes. so. utensils you know this is what we talk about at night is utensils i know all of you are thinking wow these people are rock stars this is what they do with their life yes all right talk to me about utensil yeah, so I actually had, a, I guess you would say, an epiphany one night. I was laying in bed, I kid you not, and this was years ago when I was making the transition for everything healthier in my right, kitchen, right. and I was like, oh my gosh, the u- cooking utensils. And I sprinted <laughs> out of bed, and I ran to the kitchen, and I was like, they're plastic, and I yeah, chucked them all in the yeah. trash. Now, that's a little extreme, but people don't talk about it, and what you're using exactly. to cook your food, if it's plastic, I'm not even the biggest fan of silicone. See, this is the thing with me, too. I'm not a big silicone lover either because I feel like silicone hasn't been studied no. enough. And so I know silicone should be and you know there's I mean even you know all the companies have silicone so I'm not trying to put them under the bus because there's nothing on yet that says it but I just like it glass all those things just seem so much more I mean not using glass yeah, <laughs> yeah. utensils okay I'm I, <laughs> But yeah, using stainless steel or wood, wouldn't you say? Like, or yeah. what? Yeah. I love what... bor- uh, organic bamboo utensils, Ooh. which I know it sounds exotic, but that you can does get a sound pack organic. of like 10 on Amazon for like $5 and they last Well, forever. you know, there you go. You can sound exotic and fancy at five bucks yeah. for a whole set. I just got bamboo 
kitchen dividers. Ooh. And I thought, these are really cool. They're on Amazon too. And you just, you can set them to any length so oh. that they can help organize yeah. your drawers. I like I'm that. sure I'll talk about it later on in organization. <laughs> They're straight up super cool. I love it. Anything that can add organization to my life is like my BFF. So, okay. So utensils sticking with, I love that. I wonder if Ikea, we're going to Ikea today. I wonder if they have organic bamboo utensils i don't know i'll have to see yeah they're Who super knows? cheap and stainless steel is my go-to yeah, for stainless all other steel. tongs uh spatulas right all me that. too you know i always this is the thing when you watch the cooking shows they always talk about using wood when you're mm. sauteing and stuff huh. if anybody's out there that's a chef explain to us maybe you can put in our questions on the healthierhomepodcast.com about why you should use like wood versus stainless steel when you cook and saute and stuff but they always talk about wood like or you know bamboo or whatever yeah. anyways side so just tangent off that okay so if you're geeking out on utensils i'm going to straight up geek on oils okay i i am so passionate about this oil thing and i think that this is all my sister's fault i'm sure i'm going to mention my sister many a times because i'm the little sister and she's you know she she's the wise one that teaches me these things but i i don't know if you've ever seen the healthiest um or so what is it the healthiest um cookbook or no the healthiest foods in the world have you ever seen that cookbook no it's a cookbook that i swear to you well it's not really a cookbook but it's like 300 pages wow <laughs> it's huge it, it could be a massive paperweight but it goes through every food item and how to cook it at its optimal huh. nutrition value wow and the correct way to cook it okay and it's the one that taught me about the oils and this was like god 10 years ago but i'm crazy but you are the more expert so why don't you tell us about your passion about oils and then i'll chip in on my little i'm equally as passionate so Never, How do you know you're equally as passionate? Well, because I talk about it all day long. <laughs> and I used to be the girl who would talk about gut health and oils and fats at parties okay. until I realized. All right, maybe this is why we get along so well. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> now I only tell people if they directly ask me, and you are, so now I can start talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you only want to heat. It's One thing that bothers me is seeing people heat olive oil at high temperatures. Oh, me too. And do you know what drives me crazy? Food Network people. What the heck? Stop oh, using olive oil? olive oil all the time. I've never watched it. And you're like, that's smoking point. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, but anyways, sorry, Food Network, what is up? Stop using the oil, People the olive oil. I don't know, but certain oils have what you call their smoke point, and that's mm-hmm. the point at the temperature where they go rancid. So the fat molecules go rancid, right. which can create free radicals in your body, which is quick way of just saying not good for you yeah there's many many bad things about free yeah. radicals so yes. olive oil shouldn't be heated above no. 350 degrees i personally only use olive oil when it's cold so it's for a salad cool dressing exactly it's a cool oil or you can put it on afterwards yeah um you could toast bread for example in your oven take it back out Pick, um, I like to rub a little garlic on it Ooh. and then put drizzle olive oil on it. That would be an okay way to use it, but not on a high heat for sure. Yeah, high heat. My go-tos are avocado oil and coconut oil, which I believe have a smoke point of about 500. Right. You can, you know, get a little more crazy with that duck fat, you know, lard, all those <laughs> You can just like ones. go to town. You can heat that up on the grill, wherever have you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But, you know, the lards the day- are at the highest temperature, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty high. I don't know. Actually, I just made that up. Who knows what it is, but I think fat is all great. But yes, <laughs> Kelly's expression <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you're wrong. We can wrong, pretend, maybe... you know, maybe I shouldn't say that because then someone's going to be like, you're so wrong. I'm not a scientist. I don't even pretend to be one. Okay, so, but yeah, I would say duck fat, lard of any kind, right? These are your safe ones. Butter, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, 
coconut oil, and I really love avocado oil. And you can get yeah. a huge jug of it at Costco. Yeah, I and though they just Costco increased thing. the jug size, though, I'm like, I know like olive oil because it's such a fragile oil. It doesn't. You don't want to. You want to make sure you're going through that pretty quickly. But I was <laughs> the new the new avocado. It's like pretty large, and the coconut is ginormous. But oh, for yeah. some reason, that one's majorly shelf stable. One month, I got two of those suckers delivered from Amazon to my house, and I was like, "What are you expecting to use with that?" I'm like, "Well, I could use that for like rubbing. You know, it's a great lotion too, I guess." <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so we know what which ones we don't want to use. Let's talk about the ones we need to kick to the freaking curb asap if you're using them. What are some of those? Yeah, guys, stop with anything sprayed, especially Pam or any kind of fat that has zero calories in it. Ask yourself, how do you have a fat with zero calories? It's just not, <laughs> that's not a thing, naturally at no. least. So get rid of that Pam, get rid of margarine on your toast, cooking whatever you're yeah. doing with it. Yeah. Get rid of the vegetable oils. They are not heart healthy. They're anything but um, soybean oil, corn oil. Yeah. Those are the highest right GMOs too. Not only are they not good, the oils, but you don't know what in the crazy town pesticide and crazy stuff is being added to it. So it might be really inexpensive and you might get, I don't even know how much they cost because I haven't used them probably like who knows what, super cheap, but they're really not good for you. And truly like one of those vats of <laughs> of uh, coconut oil like lasts forever and oh, it's yeah, yeah ten dollars like, yeah. at Costco yeah yeah it's like super Costco you can get your oils for like nothing oh yeah okay. or I'm sure Sam's too I just don't belong to Sam so yeah so get the right oils please if anything yeah that's definitely a huge one getting the right pans oils and utensils now let's talk about well before we talk about storing let's also talk about drinking um, and just eating on everyday wear like. You know, especially if you have little kiddos. And I, my kids are now, I'm sure you guys are all getting to know this a little, probably too much, but my youngest is nine. So when my kids were babies, the plastic thing wasn't quite as known. I mean, it was beginning. Um, and I try to do better, but I had, God, did we have so much plastic? So let's talk about storing our, I'm not storing, but um, cups and stuff. What do you want to say about that, Kelly? Glass. Glass or that's all you need is glass. You can go to Walmart or Target mm-hmm. and get glass cups, plates, bowls for cheaper than the ceramic and sometimes even the plastic. You can get just a Corral. couple of dollars. Have you ever seen the Corel? I don't think so. I don't know what that is. Corel is like, seriously, if you have kids, <laughs> it's super inexpensive. I think I got mine at Walmart. But it's just white, plain little plates and they do not crack and chip very easily. And for kids, that's super important because they like to drop things. Now, I have all tile floors, so now I would like to say that, well, no, the corral hasn't chipped, but my glass mason jars, they have bit the dust. (laughs) We go through mason jars like nobody's business now in this house. But before on wood, they were great. But yeah, we're a corral-loving family because they're inexpensive and they don't take up a lot of space too. So if you're more of a minimalist, it's great because it doesn't have a lot of space stuff. But yeah, glass. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, big fan of glass. The reason why, whether it's heated, you put your coffee, your tea mm-hmm. in it, or you put a cup cold water, it's not going to leach any toxins right. into your drink that you're then going to drink. If you have like coffee in a plastic cup or just even plastic in general leaches toxins into your food, Even BPA-free plastic, this is like PSA for everyone, is not safe for you. Right. BPS is now in place of BPA, and early studies are showing that BPS is actually more toxic than BPA. So avoid all plastic for anything ever, anytime you can. It just ever come in contact with your food. Right, yeah. So like when you're in the kitchen, you should definitely not be using it. And so when you think about 
and I'm just as I'm talking to there's a couple things like sometimes the kids come home and they'll have like a new little plastic jug or some kind of giveaway and somehow it ends up in my kitchen and I'm like oh my god and I'm throwing them away the one thing that we struggle in the Peterson household is water bottles because sometimes they don't like the stainless steel because it has like a weird taste to it when they drink their water and then so I got them the um, ones that are glass and then have a cover protective what do you drink out of is that what I did that one and yet somehow they shattered it school and the teacher got upset so oh, no. we we need to find a good water bottle are you like into the new um what are those big ones that everybody's like using hydroflask? yeah hydroflask i personally don't because here's my thing if it can't go in the dishwasher i'm not touching yeah see it. that's right so what are you using i carry everywhere with me that i go the glass Cam- eddie camelback from oh. and i get it on amazon I've had them for years, and they've I've only broken one in probably like seven years. Huh? There, it's just all glass, but then there's this like I don't know what it's silicone on the outside, right. okay. and then it has a little top. It comes with a plastic straw. I toss the straws away; they're not right. needed. Right. Get yourself go, some stainless if you need go, some straws. Yeah, I go everywhere. Do with you? Them. And you don't break them? No. Maybe but, I need to look at what you're using because I do want to. I prefer the glass because. I'm going to put everything in the dishwasher, people. I mean, if you're a busy person, and that's the problem is most people do, and those plastics are getting in the dishwasher too, which is super. they're getting heated to high temperatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to be drinking out of those. So switch to the the glass if you can. And if you want like stainless steel, then stick with that one too. Um, So, okay, so now let's talk about storing food because this is a huge one too. So we're back to the plastics. Yeah, this is another big passion of mine. So (laughs) I used to work in corporate America before I started – Uh, the nutrient solution and I would see people at lunchtime microwaving their lunch in like the the ziplocs whatever they're now Mm -hmm. I don't even buy them I don't even know what they're called anymore but plastic storage containers containers. yeah throwaways guys food should only be in glass ever I mean there's also stainless steel I just don't use them right glass storage you can get a Pyrex set on Am. I just love Amazon Amazon (laughs) or Target for less than $20 for multiple of them right right we, you know, I don't have kids, but we maybe break one every six months, and yeah. they're so inexpensive. Yeah. We so we store ours in glass as well. We get the ones from Costco that do have the little tops that are plastic. Okay, I actually okay, my tops are plastic, but yeah. they never touch. Yeah, the food. so they don't as long as they're not touching the food. I think you're okay. And yes, it would be ideal to have something else, but right now there's not a lot of great options on that. So just yeah. So I and there are people that store straight up in mason jars, but that's kind of a weird thing to put sometimes certain food substances yeah. in. I think if you have soups or whatever, and I was telling you before, like freezing. My father-in-law, um, who has um, cancer, was at our house, and so I was making lots of bone broths and stuff. And so I was freezing all those in mason jars. And I was scared at first because I thought they were going to crack and shatter in our freezer. But as long as you leave like a good inch on the top and you make sure they cool, put them in there, and then stick them in. And that's great because then they're vertical space. So broths and all those things can be stored that way. I also do plastic bags in my freezer but I make sure it's cold just like you do too yep that's the only yeah. time I use I freeze a lot so I'll mm-hmm. make a bunch of food at once and then let it cool either on the counter or put it in pla- gla- right. sorry, glass in the fridge and then I'll put individual portions in sandwich baggies in the freezer for just grab and go heat up right. but it is a hundred percent cool before it goes in so that plastic's not being heated and also sometimes you have to draw the line somewhere right you know? right we're not trying to be totally like purist crazy I mean we probably already sound crazy but so I, I so now this is the question I have with you with the past plastic bags. And um, when you get them out of the freezer, do you then defrost in your refrigerator so that you don't heat up that plastic? Because that's the big thing with plastics, you guys, is heat. 
because heat is where it really exposes you mostly. No, I just dump them straight into a skillet. So I'll put my stainless steel skillet on the stove, usually some avocado oil, and then take whatever's out of the bag and dump it into the skillet. Oh, so you just cut it out. out? How do you get it out of the bag? Just cut it? I just it open or... it and it falls okay. out. I've never had anything stick to huh. the bag. I've never needed scissors. Okay. Um, I haven't done a lot of storing, um, I guess. In over... <laughs> I'm like, I, when I freeze, I freeze like big containers in glass. But um, I do do some plastics, and I guess it hasn't stuck to it. So as long as you're dropping it out, I just wouldn't heat. That's the only thing, right? Always yeah. making sure you're not heating the plastic because that's when you have problems, either heating it in the dishwasher, heating it with hot food, things like that. Another thing that just came to me is it's really popular now. Instant Pot, Crock Pot, love them. But there's these plastic liners now to put in them mm. so you don't have to clean up. But then you are heating your food <laughs> oh, at I such, didn't know there's liners yes, that you stick them in there. High temperatures. Oh, good God. Guys, just take the extra couple minutes it doesn't and take throw long to... the pot in the dishwasher. Oh, my gosh. It's not like seriously the Instant Pot. I don't even stick the Instant Pot. You can put the pot in the dishwasher. Oh, I put the whole – yeah. Well, except for the lid. <laughs> you don't put the whole machine. <laughs> I'm like, I seriously use that Instant Pot. If you don't have an Instant Pot, oh, yes. guys, it's game a game changer. Such a game changer. And then I was like – John doesn't know this one yet, but I was like Googling, looking at air fryer one. They have the oh, new air fryer ones yeah. that can do all kinds of the stuff. Ninja they one. can, no, no, it's oh. the instant pot oh. brand, but it can do, um, it can do broiling, baking, Fancy. like seriously, do you even need an, you might not even need a pan. <laughs> you just use your instant pot. I know it's crazy. You guys, I mean, if you're a parent and you're busy and gosh, if you are, if you have a parent of young kids, you could make applesauce in there like so fast. It's crazy the amount of food you can whip out in that thing with no time. And freezing makes it so great because then you can – like when I was making um, the bone broth, I would it would take me just a couple hours to make it in this pot. And maybe it wasn't like super crazy bone broth, but it was great because you can make a big vat of it. And I definitely – and so when my in-laws were with us, we had two instant pots. And that's Ooh. when you can go crazy town because we had a smaller one and a bigger one. So all the sides would go in the smaller one. <laughs> I was like whipping out food like nobody's business. It was amazing. Um, okay, but back to – so we talked about freezing and storing food. So kind of get that idea. Obviously, when you're, you know, in your kitchen, you need to be checking your expiration dates. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to have crazy town. I remember babysitting when I was a kid one time, and I went into this house. And I don't know why I looked at the expiration date on the mayonnaise, but it was, like, seriously four years old. Like, it was gross. Like, check your expirations. That's just nasty. That's a good way to get sick is eating something that you should not be eating. <laughs> yeah. I say at least once a season. Yeah. Go through your fridge and your pantry and just toss anything that's yeah, expired. It's for just sure. not something you want to play around yeah, with. Yeah, you don't want it. You don't need that. That's gross. I do like the idea of stocking up. I'm, I, you know, one of the things that makes me feel super wealthy is... <laughs> having a lot of food in my pantry it's like the best thing ever like when I go in I'm like look at all my like I know god you guys I know you're all, look at all my of, beans look at all my beans I don't even eat beans that much <laughs> I have a lot of broths and sauces yeah but when you have a lot of staples it's nice to have that because then if you get especially in the winter time and you have like in Colorado it's been nuts in our winter you know, you, you can just whip out things out of your, your pantry. So do you usually stock? I like to stock up when it's on really good, like, sales and stuff. Oh, yeah. I am Costco's, like, number one fan. You can get, <laughs> like we were talking before, almost a gallon of organic coconut oil for, like, $10. Yeah, yeah. Rices. I get so much meat yeah. there, and I freeze them. Right. They have great prices on produce. And I just have a family of two. I don't even have kids. Yeah. And we buy so much from Costco. It's way cheaper. Yeah. Like coconut aminos, a massive thing of that is $8.99 at Costco. A teeny tiny bottle is like $15 at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So just so it's crazy. always having those yeah. staples on yeah. 
And so if, you know, you want to just throw food together, you have the broth, the right. pasta right. sauce, just all that. I know. And I love looking out for sales because, like, even this week um, – I was just thinking, I like Rayo's um, tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. Such a great sauce, right? And they have a certain brand at Costco, but it's it's kind of a little tangy, uh, more tangy than the other ones. But they had one that's great sale at um, Vitamin Cottage. So I ended up going and getting a bunch of those. And then whenever Primal Mayos go on sale, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, because that stuff can be like 10 bucks a container. And sometimes you can get that bad boy for five ninety nine wow. on sale. Nice. Yeah, that's when you stock up and put that stuff in your pantry. So if you have the room, that's a great way also just kind of spring cleaning, get the other stuff out and stocking up um obviously you know just in your kitchen keeping those windows open as much as you can to get all that gunk out right as you're cooking all those all that different stuff right yeah i my goal is at least every day for five to ten minutes to open all the windows Mm -hmm. in the house so important air quality in most people's houses is way worse than anything outside you just get all that stagnant air so even not just when you're cooking, but just, you know, if the weather if the weather hits like 50 degrees, my right. windows go Me open too. for 10 minutes, Me turn too. the heat off and get that circulating. It's so good for you. Yeah, health. I talk about that with my clients a lot because inside our homes, typically it's five times more air polluted inside, but it can there be up go. to 100 times more air polluted based it. on what you have in your house. So especially if you have carpets and all those things that harbor you know, pollution, um, pesticides, chemicals, all that kind of stuff. So you want to open up those windows and get the fresh air in as much as you can. All right. We're going to switch now because we just kind of talked about cleaning out the kitchen. But really quickly, I want to talk about something internal since we have the uh, functional nutritionist with us. And that's spring cleaning. A lot of time people will want to do like a, a cleanse or whatever, either being first of the year or around spring, getting ready for bathing suit weather. Talk to us about these juice cleanses and things like that, where what you think about those. Yeah, just don't. Juice cleanses, <laughs> anything no. where there's a, and I'm doing air quotes, complete protein shake in a packet, whatever, just just don't. What I find is people go on these juice or protein shake cleanses. Yeah, of course they lose weight because they're just not really even eating. But then the day they go back to eating normal food, they gain all the weight back and more. And they're just feeling crummy on these cleanses. Nutriently probably deficient too because you're not eating and doing the right stuff for your body, right? Because you're eating like a lot of one thing or whatever have you, I would assume. Yeah, and a lot of juice cleanses are just so high in sugar, which is just going to throw your hormones and your energy and your sleep and everything for a whack. So if somebody wanted to like kind of cleanse up or to kind of clean up their diet and just get a reboot, because I'm definitely like that. And this, what I think we're going to talk about is one that I do as well. And I typically do around January. Actually, to tell you the truth this year, I think we're going to do it almost pretty frequently like we'll go and then we'll go off and then as we see that our sugar is getting out of control because sugar just becomes more and more addictive and then you start going down the crazy town of the sugar town spiral it's a great one to kind of reboot you so why don't we talk about whole 30 and kind of what you feel about that I love the Whole30. Now, Mm -hmm. I am not one who ever recommends really specific diets, but just for 30 days, the Whole30, you're not counting calories, you're not counting macronutrients, you are just eating as much as you want, and you're eating real food. Right, And people feel, it can be hard in the beginning because, you know, you're giving up added sugar, but people tend to come out of it feeling so amazing. Their energy's way mm-hmm. up. Their bloat's gone. They lose weight. They're right. sleeping better. They have brain fog that lifted that they didn't even right. know they had. I've personally done a couple Whole30s myself. I love it. I think it's the best kind of if you want to do a spring cleanse, again in quotes, go the Whole30 route because right. you're going to learn what foods work well for your body. You're going to learn all about those good versus bad fats. And it also takes out some of the most common inflammatory foods. Mm -hmm. 
where people think they do great with grains or dairy. And then as soon as they take them out, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a whole new person. Or maybe you do well with some grains, like you do well with rice, but you don't with corn, which is right. very common. You can figure that out. And then at the end, you bring the food groups in one by one to see what you're reacting to. So yeah. huge fan of Whole30. Yeah, I am too. I've done a couple of Whole30s too. I will have to say I've kind of usually fail up putting food back in because I'm usually after the 30 I'm like woohoo and then I start I mean I'm off dairy and uh, gluten so I don't bring those back in but like I was just thinking corn and oats I've I've kind of considered one of them maybe being something that bothers me and I was like you know I really next time I do it need to really like single those out but I think it's just amazing to get off sugar it's completely changed the way my husband eats um we did our first whole 30 and he went and I won't do this just because for me I don't like this but he loves inter- um, intermittent fasting and so he doesn't even eat till four o'clock every day on weekdays and then eats all and Kelly's making faces over there and I'm then surprised. yeah wow. and then wow. he eats um normally on week weekends but he can't even um function if he eats all day he feels tired he doesn't feel like and and I think guys are different than women too and stuff like this and what they can handle with their hormones and but um it's because we started eating all these high proteins and nutrients dense foods that he felt like he just didn't need to eat until 11 and then it just kind of um modified from that so he loves that and he does that but it was probably started from I would think the whole 30 but I just love it because it really helps me feel fuel my body with what it really wants. And um, I just feel better when I do it. So it's pretty amazing. So, but um, I think these are some great ideas of just kind of like spring cleaning your, you know, the things that you, in your kitchen, your environment, where you're putting all this food in your body, as well as thinking about what we, if we're going to spring clean, you know, just internalizing what we should and should not do. So. I think it's good good information thank you kelly of course thank you for having me i'm obviously very passionate yes, about we what got goes li- in your body and within your kitchen <laughs> we got a little intense there but you know what hey that's all right it's, we're passionate people um so if people want to find out more information working with you how can they contact you check out the nutrientsolution.com also the instagram the nutrient solution you'll learn more about philosophy of how i work as well as applications for new clients Awesome. Wonderful. Well, you guys, thanks again, um, Kelly, for being on. And everybody else, thank you for tuning in. And have a wonderful, beautiful spring day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. That wraps up this week's episode of the Healthier Home Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please share with us online at thehealthierhomepodcast.com. Did you find today's show helpful in creating a healthier home? If so... Please help us spread the word by leaving us a review in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the Healthy Home Podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Until next week, may your home be filled with health, happiness, and love. Bye for now.